Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Yeah. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. lost 10 viewers probably listeners Lis- listeners listeners yeah <laughs> sorry they, they don't like when we sing but you know what we're here to be our own people yeah we are be our own peoples do our own thing i think that's that okay that is literally i wasn't this is sorry i'm going on a tangent already and we're like 30 seconds in but that's what people say when they like get old and on their deathbed oh ripley is a squeak toy ripley, ripley. that when people get old and on their deathbed that they wished that they wouldn't have worried so much what people had to say and just did their own shit, right? I never worry about people's worry. In their opinion. Fuck people. People suck. I know, but people should just do what they want to do in life. They should. But then you end up with people like fucking Robert Hansen in the world. And that dude is a fucking douche canoe. Yeah, I think as long as it's like socially acceptable. Well, yeah, what is socially acceptable? As long as it's not hurting. Would, could you say hurting other individuals? Yeah. Per se? But even still, even if it's not hurting other people, because there's people who just like exist and I just wish they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so that guy. be like, you, but don't ugh. be this guy. <laughs> yeah. Be yourself, but don't be fucking annoying. Don't be one of those people who people wish you weren't a people. Yeah. Kind of people. You know yeah. what I mean? People. Like this dude. Okay. <laughs> well, you made us wait long enough, my my love. Um, I am going to make you wait. A slight bit more before we continue on to Robert Hansen because we got to drop the merch notification oh, yeah. here before we go. Oh, my gosh. This, like, rocks my world. Um, so as of right now, we are recording on Saturday, December 4th. And we are uploading today as well, later on this evening, oh. Saturday, December 4th. Um, but we only have another couple days for our merch before it's going to be launched for the public. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, we have an exclusive Patreon-only design with Jacko. Because it's only available to patreons right now only available mm-hmm. for patreon um before we do the public launch we are taking that design down for it to never be available again so the only time you can ever get this specific design is through patreon and then i think we might get like a sticker or two and do giveaways down the i road. think that we should do a little giveaway with some jackal merch but the but odds of winning that are slim to none it's slim so if you want to ensure that you get it go over to sign up for patreon and get that access before it's gone forever's and then we launched the rest of the merch to public. Because there's Jacko socks. There's I Jacko just, socks. I just, I knew this, but then I rediscovered it. And I was <laughs> like pretty freaking excited. <laughs> I'm getting Jacko socks. That's totally fine And I'm going to rock those. I'm going to wear them to bed, like real sexy. Do it. 
like basically the sexiest you can be. Wear those socks when we, <clears throat> okay? So Jacko can be a part oh of it. Oh my God, that's too <laughs> far. <laughs> too far. Why? You don't want Jacko to join us in the bedroom? No. Okay, fine. No. All right. Well, that aside, you ready to move on to part two of this fucking douchebag known as Robert Hansen? I am totally ready. Are you sure you're ready? I don't know, actually. Your seatbelt is buckled. You got a drink in your hand. I got tea. Calming tea. Calming tea. So well, we're, we're good. Fair enough. That, that'll help. That'll definitely help. Wow, my microphone like sprung back or something. Did. There. Look at us. We are a shit show. We are, but it's also wicked and grim. That's, that's to be expected. That's literally us. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of give a recap on where we left off. So Robert Hansen uh, began what he would later refer to as his serial rapist start, official start of becoming a serial rapist. Um, it was in 1973 when he began frequently picking up sex workers in his car to take them away. So that's right where we left off. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah. I and he's married and has a family, which he is. is disgusting. And his wife somehow just didn't know this was all going on. We're not going to drag uh, her down for that. It is what it is. Um, but if you need to know more, I, I can't sum up the first episode and all of it. Robert Hansen's a douchebag. He's a serial rapist, as we just said. Um, and he's going to move on to not only raping, but murdering here in part two. Yeah. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it yeah. gets worse. Exactly. So if you haven't listened to part one, go listen to it because we're going to go on and continue the rest from here. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, and they's and thems. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So reports are coming in from the police all about women beginning to go missing and others being raped. But it, like, it's seriously unfortunate, but police weren't taking many of the reports very seriously. Um, Which I don't love. Right. Um, as it was all sex workers, basically. That's why. And we're all mm -hmm. familiar with the troubles sex workers go through with law enforcement not being taken seriously. Um, and like I said, we covered it a fair bit in the last episode. So we're not going to dive into no. it here too much. Yeah. Um, but to sum it up, the lifestyle leaves them with less than being less than credible when it comes to law enforcement. So Robert began frequently stalking the red light district again, but this time in a different way. As previously, um, he would sit in his car mostly on the side, not going to the clubs too much, but he did. Just observing. Observing from a distance, like watching. Like a creeper. Uh, things began to change a little bit. He was still a creeper. Don't get me fucking wrong there. This guy, fuck this guy. Uh, but he began to actually enter the dance clubs and bars on a much more frequent basis, searching mm. for his victims. So it's almost like he got more brave, hey? More confidence, yeah. Which is weird. I mean... I mean, I guess you can only... You're going to progress, right? Well, he started out with like such a history of being bullied and everything, right? As a teen. Mm -hmm. So as he was now maybe talking to women, having the power over women, raping these women, taking uh, he's away. He's getting more confidence he's and shit. He's getting Ugh. confidence in himself. I hate that. It's a fucking disgusting way to get confidence. It is so disgusting. But I'm, I'm all about confidence. Right. But, but I, I'm sure it did feed that confidence. So now he's beginning to feel like he is more powerful. Like he can walk in. He can go up to the girls sort of thing. Keep it like this community that they're living in is not large, right? Um... You know, I never really did look up the population of Anchorage. And it's different for because it's like in the 1970s as well. That's true. But I just because I find that so mind blowing that like he has his family and the separate life and then like a good life or I don't know, normal life, I guess you could call it. And then this like dark life and that he can get away with it not crossing over whatsoever. I yeah. find that really odd. Well, Anchorage population today um, as last taken in 2019, sorry, was 293,000. So oh, it's rather really? large. In Alaska? Yeah. 
holy shit. Okay. I thought, okay. Yeah. Maybe this is stereotyping here. <laughs> I didn't realize there was big uh, cities in Alaska. Like I had absolutely no idea. Well, now you know. Cool. That makes um, me want to go there even more. And the population uh, in Anchorage, Alaska in the 1970s was about 50,000. Okay. So it's gone up a lot since then. It's gone up a lot. And there still could be people, though, that he would know at in this these this red district or red whatever. Red light district, yeah. That knows him from, like, his baking and stuff. Yeah. But anyone outside that, like his baking or his ch- fellow churchgoers and stuff, most likely aren't going to be in that red light That's district. That's true, I But guess. even if they do see him or whatever they they think of him as a good guy that he's just an outstanding citizen he's the baker he goes to church you know they all got his back even his hunting yeah. buddies like no he's a good guy hmm. so interesting um now when he actually did go up and he did approach women or when he sat back and they approached him his demeanor and stature often uh, played in his favor with these extracurricular activities is what i'm gonna say um, now, remember, Robert wasn't necessarily a big brooding man, uh, though he had improved his stutter a large amount since his youth. Uh, it still did follow him into his adulthood. He wasn't a very large man and he wore thick framed glasses. Of course, to top it all off, there were scars from severe acne as a child. Mm, right. Um, all in all, he just wasn't an imposing person. And it left many of the women who he talked to to feel very comfortable in his presence. Now, not necessarily in like a comforting way, not like comfortable as in he's comfortable comforting but simply not feeling that there's any reason to fear him right you know which is interesting because sometimes people like that you do actually need to fear (laughs) yeah for sure (gasps) now robert also did continue to steal and it wasn't like anything that he went out of his way to do sort of thing it was all mostly like just petty thefts too um it was more for the thrill of it sort of thing he didn't plan to steal he just did it when he wanted to uh in general he considered it an easy too easy to get away with so it wasn't much of a challenge Hmm. so but when he did do it it was a spur of the moment it was for the rush Uh, in 1976 though he was caught for stealing a chainsaw from a local store um, that he wanted to give his father for christmas he didn't even try to purchase it though he just apparently pulled out an old receipt from his pocket put it on top of the box and began walking out of the store like he paid for it wow like the fucking balls on that dude for yeah that, right? that's ballsy um but little did he know someone seen him do it so that's so interesting this i just can't get over like the two sides of this person it's it blows my mind <laughs> define the, tr- the two sides like that he's just like this community outstanding person a family like has a family married and stuff and then like goes to the red district steals like rapes it just I don't know. I just can't imagine someone living like two different life, like lives like that. That's your typical psychopath, though. The I, manipulative it is. Abilities. But it, it's just so far from anything that I would ever be able to do that it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, where was I here? I totally lost my place. Okay, right. Uh, so Robert uh, pleaded guilty to larcency. Larcency larceny there we go like, what's that <laughs> <laughs> after he was caught stealing the chainsaw from a fred meyer which is a uh department store that was in anchorage oh, okay uh, he was sentenced to five years in prison for it and Whoa. required to receive psychiatric treatment for his bipolar disorder however it's a long time he appealed the sentence and the alaska supreme court reduced that sentence and he was released with time served so basically the time that he was held up in the like whole court system and stuff. Maybe. Most likely. That's all he served. 
Jeez. And once he was let out, again, just continued to stalk the red light district. <laughs> right? That's a very big theme. As soon as he gets caught and put away, he's let go and just goes right back to it. Well, yeah, because that need is really a burning while he's in. It's a burning. It's a burning while it's he's in bur- prison, yeah, right? It burns, 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 <laughs> a burning ring of fire. Okay. My terrible, terrible singing is going to just lose us fucking listeners left, yeah. right, and center. Oh, well, it's all good. Be yourself, right? Yep. Be yourself. 100%. Unless you're Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, uh, he needed. We, we, we need to backtrack a little bit, okay? okay. That's what we're going to do. Sounds good. Uh, Robert loves hunting. We already covered that in the last episode. But if we if you didn't listen or you don't remember, absolutely loves hunting. Really good at it. Uh, he frequently spent uh, his other other free time um, in the forest hunting. And he was out there with his hunting buddies lots too. He did this on a regular basis. And he even got... So he would uh, like flying with his friends, going out to remote locations and hunting in these remote locations sort hmm. of thing. That's so That would be pretty fun, actually, probably. Hey? Oh, yeah. And for that purpose, in one of these remote locations, Robert eventually purchased himself a cabin in a Ooh. nice remote area, accessible by only boat or plane. Fun. It was the perfect oasis to get away and find wild game, untouched by human interaction. Mm-hmm. One little problem, though. Um, how would he get to this cabin if he couldn't drive there? He can't just keep renting planes or borrowing planes from friends or anything, right? Well, Robert ended up purchasing a small two-person plane called a Piper Super Cub, uh, which he used to travel to and from his cabin in the Knick River area uh, in the Manasu... I, I practice how to say this. I practice, <laughs> I swear. Mat- Matanuska. Matanuska. There, there we go. go. There I practiced go. so much. It was just like now that I hit the word, I couldn't Is say Is this it. guy loaded? Uh, no, actually. Because who he, the hell can just buy a cabin in the woods and then buy a plane and shit? Well, here's the deal. He was actually able to purchase the plane due to insurance fraud. He filed a claim that his house was broken into and someone had stole much of his hunting equipment, including guns, rifles, and his prized hunting trophies that were one of a kind. Things like antlers and mounts and stuff, which mounts can be fucking expensive. You don't know can that. Can you insure that shit? Um, well, guess, it's, eh? it's the contents of your home. House yeah. insurance, right? Okay. Um, from this claim, he ended up getting $10,000 and he used it to purchase said plane. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I dislike him even more. Well, you'll dislike him when you realize that that plane was a plane he would eventually begin to use to bring his victims to a remote cabin deep in the forest uh, of Alaska. No. Yes. Has yes. His, did his wife ever go to this cabin? I don't know. There's very little out there on his wife. Uh, so I know. I'll stop talking about her. I just think this is just disgusting. Well, and I do know a very frequent question that people have is like, how can she not know this is going on? And I'm sure she has been berated with that throughout her life since. Yeah, but I mean, it's easy to turn a blind eye to a loved one. It is. Right? And especially we did cover it in the other one. She was the type of person where her religion and everything was like, don't question your husband. Mm. It just, you are there to support him sort of thing. Yeah. Well, if you had a sweet cabin in the woods, I would probably be there more than you. (laughs) Escaping my reality. I don't know (laughs) if you would go there. I think it's a little too far out even for you though. I don't know. Sometimes just like escaping to like just this world that is just your own kind of seems intriguing. Isn't that what you have right now in a tiny home? No, well, because we still have people around us and shit. I guess. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) 
Some of the women he began to eventually take to his cabin would be lucky enough to be flown back to Anchorage, actually, and they would survive. Interesting. Yeah. He would let them go on the basis that he he believed they wouldn't tell anyone. Mostly, though, it's due to the fact that Robert was would terrify them enough to the point where, the, where they were afraid to say anything. So if he got to them enough, if he believed they're not going to talk, then he'd let them go. So he's threatening them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like the uh, individual in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So. Other women, however, are believed to have been set free among the Knick River, uh. where Robert would simply tell them to run like he had done in the past. There, the women would be in the middle of the forest, terrified and most likely nude while they ran for their lives from a man who had kidnapped and raped them trying desperately to find a way to survive as he stalked them through the bush and In hunted the freezing them. cold. Yep. Just hunted them like some sort of twisted game with his gun in hand and a big bush oh knife on his belt. Oh my gosh. This is where the tales of Robert having the whole hunting humans came from. <sighs> However, none of these hunting people accusations have ever actually been proven. Which... Well, look at where he's doing it. The dense yeah. forest and stuff. I feel like you could easily hide a body out there. Could you not? That's, oh, we're getting to the bodies. Don't worry about that. But oh. I'm saying the actions of hunting someone, letting them oh. go and hunting them has not been proven. Oh, okay. what we do so know, no one would know that, which I guess. There's yeah. no way of knowing that unless Robert came forward and admitted it. Right. And he has not. So this is just speculation then. It's speculation. But it is most likely an occurrence. Not necessary speculation, though, because like from if they have been finding these bodies, they can maybe tell like from their feet or something. I don't know. I'm going to just keep listening. <laughs> uh, that would be a fairly decomposed body they'd most likely find. Touche. So basically it's speculation only because there were incidents where he has told other victims to run victims who have survived and told this hail. Oh, okay. So he has in the past told people to run and he really likes hunting. And if he were to go so far, he very well could have done that in this area, though there is no evidence to it. It doesn't seem far-fetched, basically. It's most likely the case. Yeah, But good luck proving it. Yeah. So we do know Robert used his cabin and plane between... Oh, sorry. Right. We do know Robert used his cabin and plane for... Some activities that we're going to get to. Okay. Okay. And between 1978 and 1983, four bodies were discovered in that area. Hmm. The body of an unidentified woman was found on Eklutna Road. Eklutna Annie is the name given to the unidentified murder victim whose body was discovered in a wooded area one mile south of the Eklutna Lake Road. Now this is in Eklutna, Anchorage, Alaska, but it's still in the very, very, very close area. In July 1980, she was aged between 16 and 25 at the time of her death. Dang. And her body was discovered several months after being murdered. And an autopsy report concluded that she had been killed by a single stab wound to the back. Eklutna Annie was murdered in 1979 by Robert, who later specifically stated that she was his first murder victim. Yikes. That's young. Yep. Now, the case still remains open 
um, and numerous efforts have been made to determine the identity of Annie, uh, including several forensic facial reconstructions um, and how she may have appeared. But to this day, she is still known as Aklutna Annie. Really? No one has ever identified her, She hey? has not been identified to this day. Holy heck. We should almost put that photo up. Definitely going to put that up on Instagram. Huh. So in May of 1980, the body of Jonah Messina, a.k.a. the Bear Lady, was found in a gravel pit and was originally thought to be the victim of a bear attack as her badly decomposed body had since been used as a snack, I guess you could say, by a bear in the area. Oh. Uh, it wasn't until much later that they realized she was actually a victim of Robert. So he's not really doing much effort to even hide these bodies, really. Well, the... The thing is, it's a remote area, only accessible by boat or plane, right? Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that some of these victims are being found by the circumstance of individuals in the area. Um, one, for example, was a plane that just so happens to land testing some new tires on their plane on this gravel bar, the Knick River, and saw bones sticking out of the ground. Oh, just so okay. happened to be so that. random. Um, another individual was buried um, off a, I think it was a power line in the remote area mm -hmm. and it was workers working in the area that again saw the shallow grave which i mean was kind of he could have buried that a little bit he could further have, in kind of thing right but i mean it's sure like who the fuck's gonna be out here and see this i guess that's i think an overconfidence thing again it is but what are the fucking odds so well apparently pretty good <laughs> apparently um on september 12th there's another one here um, in 1982, hunters found a shallow grave on the banks of the Knick River. Just so happened, hunters crossed that path. Mm -hmm. The remains were identified as that of a 23-year-old exotic dancer, Sherry Morrow, who had been reported missing a year earlier. She had been shot in the back three times, oh. and cartridges found in the nearby body suggest that she had been shot with a 223 Ruger Mini 14 hunting rifle, a rifle that robert just so happened to own an odd feature that was uh also found with the body uh, she was found fully clothed but there were no bullet holes in her clothing suggesting that sherry had been naked when shot and then redressed after her death and before she was buried interesting but then right there almost goes to show you too because like she was shot outside of the cabin kind of thing like Mm -hmm. not even really near the cabin yeah which kind of right there shows that she, he was probably hunting her most likely oh that is just the most terrifying shit i've ever i've i just i just couldn't imagine holy you're in this like middle of nowhere like literally running for your life but there's nowhere to go like oh my gosh it almost makes me want to cry and you have nothing <laughs> not even the clothes in your oh, back oh geez that just the shit like you just feel just uh, helpless more than that more than helpless fucked <laughs> yeah like are you good yeah i'm good you're sure <laughs> I, I just like put myself in these victim situation i try not to do that but it was just like overwhelming i was like holy shit it looks like you're about to start crying <laughs> well, i feel so bad that's like terrifying oh it is terrifying i can't holy. i can't imagine being in the shoes of these victims no um this leads us to 17-year-old, a 17-year-old woman by the name of Cindy Paulson. Oh, sorry, hold on. I think I skipped one. Yes, I skipped one. So let's back up just slightly. Okay. September 2nd, 1983, 
Another shallow grave was found on the banks of the Knick River. The victim was identified as another exotic dancer, 17-year-old Paula Goldeen. She had been murdered in the exact same way Sherry Morrow had and had also been redressed after death. Jeez. So now we're going to talk about the 17-year-old woman by the name of Cindy Paulson. Okay. Cindy was a sex worker who was working the Anchorage 4th Avenue in the night of July 13th, 1983 when Robert pulled up in his car and offered her $200 for her services. As we said before, Robert had glasses, was thin, acne scars, stutter when he spoke, uh, and Cindy saw nothing threatening about Robert whatsoever and Mm -hmm. got into his car for the $200. As she shut the passenger door, Robert quickly put a gun to her head and slipped slipped handcuffs onto her wrists. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. With a gun in her face, she had nothing to do but do as she was told. So Robert drove them to his house on Old Harbor Avenue. And once they had arrived, he forced Cindy into the house at gunpoint and down into his basement. The same thing he had done to so many victims before her. There, he gagged, raped, and tortured Cindy for several hours. And once he was finished, he put chains around her neck and secured her to a wooden post Then Robert laid on the couch across from Cindy and fell asleep. Oh, my gosh. That is fucking disgusting and terrifying all at the same time. That he just has absolutely no remorse whatsoever. The fact that he could just sit there and just fall asleep. Not even. Okay. Okay. Just say, yeah, okay. You can fall asleep after that. But fall asleep in front of her. Just there across the room on the couch and you just go to sleep like she's not even there basically yeah like she's nothing like you don't give a shit wow wow like the psychology behind that is fucked up Mm -hmm. like this guy is beyond disgusting oh beyond wow and i can't imagine being in cindy's shoes as well being tied up there watching him sleep and you're just chained I know, to his like, basement. What do you even do? Like, because you probably wouldn't even want to wake him up and make him angry, right? Like, what, yeah. what would you even do? You're you're most likely going to want to look for an escape, or how can you escape? But like you say, you don't want to wake him up. What's mm-hmm. he going to do when he wakes up? Yeah. What's he going to do if he finds you trying, trying to, escape. to escape? So you're trying to escape in a quiet way, because I'm sure. Okay, yeah, you can say you're going to rattle the chains, you're going to break something, you're going to try and use the chains and see if you can wear down the wooden post. That's all going to wake him up. You, you're not. You can't do any of those things. No. So like you have to. You're just in this terrible position. The only thing you can most likely do is try to slip your head out of those chains, which is she probably couldn't do. not going to work. Yeah. I have Ripley sitting here just licking my hands as I'm talking in this podcast. I know, she was doing that earlier to me and then I was like ignoring her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So once Robert woke up, I, what did I do again? I think I keep like hitting my mouse and it's like scrolling the page on me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got myself. So the morning came, Robert woke up uh, and he began packing immediately. He then took Cindy by gunpoint again, back upstairs, and put her into their car. 
He drove off to Merlin Field, where the airport is in Anchorage. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, I get it. I'm just like, yeah. Ugh. I looked at you and you're just like, uh, what? No, I get it. I'm just yeah. like, my brain's still going about where the rick his wife is, but I'm not, I'm just done. I I'm know. done. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> so he, he went to the airport where his airplane was sitting there waiting. The area was deserted. Not a single person in sight at the airport. Okay. And Cindy sat on the floor of the back seat of his car, hands cuffed in front of her. Robert got out of the car, leaving Cindy inside while he went to prepare the plane. Now, he was kind of going back and forth for some luggage and this sort of stuff. And he was at the plane, getting it ready, and feeling she had nothing to lose. And she would most likely be killed soon. Yeah. Cindy saw her chance to escape. Yes. And she took it. And this is a 17-year-old woman, right? I believe Cindy is 17, yes. That is freaking incredible. Okay, right? let's go. I'm ready. I'm, I am got my enthusiasm back <laughs> <laughs> So laying on the back seat, she sat up and peered out the window and noticed Robert had his back to her. He was concentrating yeah. and focusing on the task at hand with the plane. So she slowly and quietly crawled into the driver's seat, opened the door, and ran. Robert had noticed, however... But it was too late and she had gone too far already. Yes. He tried to chase after her, but Cindy, wearing only handcuffs and a t-shirt with her underwear, made it to the nearby 6th Avenue where she flagged down a truck before Robert could yes. catch up. Yes. The man in the truck by the name of Richard Yunt saw Cindy in distress and pulled over and picked her up. Cindy just kept repeating to, Rob, or to Richard, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Can you imagine picking someone up like literally that? Oh, fuck. Just saying that I'd be like, holy shit. What, like, do, what you do, do you do? <gasps> you, you fucking drive. That's what you do. Well, yeah, because you're in my car. I'm like, this is dude coming. Like, I just be freaking terrified. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like that. What was that commercial? That start the car. What what commercial? Oh, was that's that? from Ikea because they Ikea, got Smoke right. and Dales. Right. Or not even Smoke and Dales. It's just Ikea apparently is like less expensive. I don't know. I don't know. But it kind of reminds me of that where it's just like panically getting out of there sort of thing. Yeah. Your phone's making noises. Is that noises. me? I think that's a you. It's I not think me. I went. Oh, shit. It's me. <laughs> there you go. It is you. <laughs> okay. So Richard did start the car. Um, he drove Cindy to a nearby um a nearby inn, the Mulsh Inn. And once she was safely inside, because she just kind of took off in the vehicle, went inside, and Robert's like, uh, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to look guilty of shit either, right? Yeah. Uh, so he left Cindy safely inside when she was there. Okay. He continued to drive, um, but he did call and notify the police of the handcuffed and terrified young woman that he had just picked up and where her location was. So he okay. told the police everything and let them know. The poor thing. Oh, I can only imagine what she's going through. Now, police did find Cindy um, and they found out that she had actually taken a cab to the Big Timber Motel. So she was at a different location when they finally caught up to her. Okay. Uh, but once they met up with her, uh, they met her in one of the rooms of the hotel where she sat there crying and still handcuffed. The police removed the handcuffs and took her to the police station where she provided a description of the man who had abducted her. She also described the room she had been held captive in inside his basement. And she described the, the house of having many trophies of animals mounted on the wall. Cindy then directed them, the authorities, to the Merrill Field Airport and identified oh. her abductor's airplane. 
that airplane was registered to Robert Hansen. Okay, there's no way he can get himself out of this shit. There is one detail that Cindy was able to provide police that I just want to point out that makes Cindy our official badass of the day. Oh, I already thought she freaking was. If she's not already, just wait till you hear this. Okay. While she was still back in the back seat of Robert's car before she ran and took off, she left behind her blue shoes that she was wearing. This way, she could prove that that was the car she was in the back seat of. There her shoes are, left behind in that fucking car. Wow. So. That's like, she's really thinking. And the oh, fact, too, that yes. she'd already been through such traumatic events that she's still able to, like, be thinking to save her life and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. She was able to think clearly, leave behind evidence. Yep, to get him caught. And then bring it forward to the police. Boom. So what do you think is going to be happening I'm here? obsessed with her. If if he gets away with this shit, like there's a problem. Like this has to be the last straw. It just has to. You think so? It has to. Well, police went to question Robert. Okay. And he even let them into his house to look around. He gave him permission to, to enter. Ugh. Well, uh, what? Well, that's not good. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's making the police seem like he's innocent. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he's after. Yeah. So police were told by Cindy about the, the wooden post in the basement and the chains shackled to it, mm-hmm. the animal trophies and everything. So Robert let him in, showed him around, and the wooden post Cindy was chained to in the basement yep. no longer had the chains to it. Well, duh. Robert had already actually puttied and fixed up bolt holes and chain damage from the chain by the time the police had arrived. You'd smell that shit, though. Are you just undoing Reynolds? Like, fuck him. Yeah, he had I'm already done fixed with this it. Guy. <laughs> I'm pissed again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking roller coaster. Well, for you, I know. Right? I'm just. Oh, okay. Keep going. You good? <laughs> yeah, but I'm very anxious to hear what the fuck's okay, going to okay. happen. <laughs> Robert again began to play authorities. A sex worker's word against his <sighs> weighed nothing. He even had his hunting buddies, fellow churchgoers, bakery patrons who were willing to testify that Robert would never do these things. It was his word against hers. Now, sure, he picked up Cindy, but rape? Like, how do you... Killing her? She's a sex worker, and of course that they had sex. Of oh, course so her shoes he are... said that he picked her up. He yeah. admitted that. Of course the shoes are in the back of her car. Of course she knows what the basement in the house looks like. She's a sex worker. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. Okay, well, she probably had to have, like, some terrible bruising and, like, and shit. It's a sex worker. They're a sex worker. Prove it. Oh, my God. That's gosh. the problem, and that's what he played on. I'm sorry, but that's nothing, story you have to believe. Nothing could be proven. The blue shoes, the plane, it doesn't prove anything without physical evidence. And they had nothing. They had no physical evidence. All Because Robert did this before, and I'm not too sure if he did it in this specific case, but what he had played before was saying, okay, I thought it was a date. I thought we were out on a date, and yes, we had sex. After sex, she demanded payment. And I'm like, I'm not paying you. I thought this was a date. And from there, she threatens with rape. That's what he had pulled before, and I'm sure he's probably pulling a similar thing in this case. Oh, my 
gosh. So her accusations are just her way of trying to get the 200 bucks for me that I so-called owe her. So this is like a smart mofo. He's smart, eh? He is manipulating is what I'm going to say. He's a fucking asshole. I can't believe that this isn't over at this point. They had no evidence against Robert. That is until one investigator searching Robert's house saw a recently disturbed piece of insulation in Robert's attic while searching. Hmm. There, he found some jewelry belonging to missing and murdered women. Really? Now, remember, Robert had a hunting passion. He was a hunter and collected trophies. These, to him, were trophies from his kills. Ew. Okay, but good on that investigator. Right? He wasn't believing this mofo. He was doing his job. I like he it. Was. I like it. Now, they were able to identify specific pieces of jewelry to specific murdered individuals that they had found. Some of those okay. that we had listed previously, um, which is huge. Yeah. However, it still doesn't prove anything about him killing anyone. Maybe he bought them from a pawn shop. Maybe they pawned him off and then he bought them because they're sex workers. Maybe they needed money. What? It doesn't prove anything. I, that it's, looks so guilty. It's unbelievable. It looks guilty, but it doesn't prove he murdered anyone is the problem. Why is he hiding them then? I don't know. I know. I get it. What I they're looking it. for is a smoking gun. Mm-hmm. They need something to prove. Now, luckily, there was something else that they found while searching his house. There was a map taped to the backside of his headboard on his bed. It was an aviation map covering the area over the Knick River where his cabin resided. But there was something different about this map in particular. That's such an, in, sorry, that's such an interesting place to hide something. I've never thought of that. You'll think of it now. Apparently. <laughs> Any idea what could have been on this map? I bet you it was like X's or crosses or whatever where um, he left women, dead women. Well, that's my guess. On this map, there were a total of 24 X's scattered throughout locations. What? It didn't seem to make like much sense to authorities at first, but it took them a couple moments and then it connected. Because they found bodies in some of these spots, probably. They compared the map to a map they had made of locations on where bodies were found in the area so far. And the X's that they had matched perfectly with the X's they had on Robert's map. It was a map of where Robert had buried his victims. So A, that's the smoke and gun. Yes. And B, 24? 24 X's were made on that map. Whoa. Yes. I did not expect it to be that kind of number. Mm -hmm. My God. Like you said, though, this is the smoking gun they were looking for. This proves his involvement. This doesn't just prove that he was associated. This proves he was involved. My goodness. So Robert was quickly taken into custody, and it wasn't before long that he decided he wanted to come clean. He admitted to the rape and the murder of the four individuals that they currently had and that they could put his name to, right? Mm -hmm. And in return, if he pled guilty, they would agree. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I am. Well, he would agree to help authorities find the bodies of the remaining marked people on his map. If, and that's if, 
there were no other charges for any further crimes, whether he was guilty or not, no matter what, what? they found. Yeah. Okay, but uh, okay. That's so, not terrible, though. Real quick to sum this up, just to make sure we got this laid out flat. Okay. So Robert is being charged with the four, four. bodies that they currently have. Okay. And he is pleading guilty to those charges. Right. In return, he will help authorities locate the rest of the exes, the people he has murdered. He will help them locate their bodies. In return, he is basically free of charges from anything they find from here on out. But my thought is that for rape and murder charges is going to get you life in prison anyway, is sort of my thought. Yeah. That, uh, but it's still like for the victims and, and their families and stuff, I think that's kind of a pretty shitty deal probably. But the victim gets to come home. They're found this They're way. They're found because he wouldn't have helped probably trying to find them other ways. Mm -hmm. But do they even need his fucking help? They already have this map with all these freaking X's and shit. Well, that X might not show an exact spot, right? It shows, I okay, it's, it's in this valley. Good luck searching and finding a body buried in that valley, right? I guess. I guess. So anyways, all parties agreed to this deal. And Robert happily, and I highlight happily, showed the locations of hidden bodies on the map. Because he was, in fact, happy. Excited almost, as described to some of the authorities who were involved. He was excited and happy to show the locations. As if proud of what he had done and proud of the area. Whoa. Like a hunter showing and telling his hunting story. Huh. They yeah. must, I just can only imagine what the, f the f they're thinking of this dude. So they would literally fly him into the area and he would lead them to exactly, exactly where the body was buried. And okay. I mean, like, apparently to a T, they did not have to dig an extra grave on any of the bodies they exhumed. He said, here, they dug there. There oh, was a so body he, that's there. That's like pretty good memory, really. Yep. He would have been good at the memory game. Probably. I was shit at that. So in total, Robert led them to find a total of 17 bodies that were X's on the map. Okay. The remaining seven X's, Robert denies killing and burying anyone in these locations. So he just has random X's on this map? Apparently. I don't believe that. As it stands... Robert has a total and is officially responsible, officially on the record, responsible with 17 known murders, 31 different rapes, one attempted murder, and one attempted rape. For his four murders that he did get charged with, he was sentenced by jury to a total of 461 yes. years. Good. Plus life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay, good. That's what I wanted to hear. And on August 21st, 2014, Robert died of natural causes at the age of 75 behind bars. What year would he have gone to prison then? Sorry, that might be a question you don't know. You know, I didn't actually write that down when his trial was. That's crazy that he, because yeah, I, I don't know, but he was younger-ish, I guess, when he was doing all this shit. Um, I can scroll back here. When was Cindy abducted again? Because it was three months after Cindy that he decided to come clean. So it was June 13th, 1983, when he picked up and kidnapped Cindy. And he died in? 2014. Oh, okay. Okay, that's actually a substantial amount of time in prison. I, for some reason, thought it wasn't. Okay. So the list of his victims include, but are not limited to, <sighs> Cecilia Beth Van Zanten, 
Uh, she was an ex on his map, but Robert denies killing her. Bullshit. Megan Saban Emmerich. She was also an ex on the map, but Robert denies killing her. Mary Kathleen Phil was also an ex on Robert's map, but he denies killing her. Unidentified Aklutna Annie. Jonah Messina. Roxanne Eastland, whose body has never been found. Lisa Futrell. Sherry Morrow. Andrea Altieri, whose body has never been found. Sue Luna. Robin Pelkey, whose identity was finally discovered in October of 2021. Oh, wow. Just two months ago. She had previously been given the nickname Horseshoe Harriet. And someone finally identified her. She's finally been identified. Wow. Delyn Frey, Paula Goldine, Malia Larson, Teresa Watson, Angela Federn, Tamara Pedersen, sorry, Cindy Paulson, who he kidnapped and raped, but she escaped and was subsequently the cause of his capture. And also our badass of the day. The badass of the day. I just have to say, I was almost said it during but i was like no you need to just read those lists through is like i'm sorry but like you know exactly where they're buried a dead person mm -hmm. and you didn't fucking kill them like mm -hmm. uh, like how is that even like you just sound like an idiot yeah <laughs> he's officially responsible for for their death oh totally yeah if you know where they're buried and everything there's i cannot think of many reasons to have that you wouldn't be their murderer i know so so wow so that is the story of robert hansen the butcher baker that is wild that is like a wild awfully sad story yeah and i'm sorry it took us so long to get to part two for you guys but the research was a lot more in-depth than i anticipated yep we were hoping to have it out yesterday or the day before but uh we'll Some... always get part two out before the next episode airs at least that yeah sometimes it it it's surprising how much research like you don't realize until like you're really in it. Yes. And I, so. I could have gotten a lot more in depth with this if I wanted to. There's there's some details and some explanations and stuff that uh, I skipped over. But um, I do highly recommend that if you want to learn more, uh, dive into it. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, I could only imagine. Mm -hmm. So fuck Robert Hansen to mm -hmm. Cindy, the badass of the day and yeah, everyone she's else. A badass. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to check our Patreon if you want that exclusive Jacko, Jacko shirt merch. And merch before it goes out of the shop. Our Instagram, our Facebook, the whole rest of it. And of course, until next time. We appreciate you and stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.